Hey everyone, I am still on vacation, but I had recorded this episode and it is timely. So I thought I'd bend the rules a little and release this during the summer vacation. This episode does contain some strong language, so viewer and listener discretion is advised. I'm a Muslim and that's okay presents Gift of the Gab, because everybody's got something to say. Hi everyone, may peace be on you all and welcome to another episode of I'm a Muslim and That's Okay. And as always, I'm your host Shella and today I'm bringing to you another gift of the gab with my guest, Michael Rose, who is a fellow podcaster and host of the podcast, Master Mike. I think I got that right, Michael, right? You did, you did. Yeah. Yes. Hello, <laughs> How everybody. How are you, Michael? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. And how did you get into all of this? You definitely have the voice for it, definitely. Oh, but... thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, I always wanted to have a podcast. I, I always wanted to do something, you know, podcast, radio, something like that. And then when the pandemic started, I got, it's the story like everyone has. I got Everybody. super bored and I was like, well, what could I do? You know, right. a microphone's only a hundred bucks, you know, an audio right. interface you can get for 80, you know? So just kind of pieced everything together. Had a, had a podcast. I'm actually drinking out of the coffee mug from my last podcast. Oh, enough. that's great. But, um, so I created a podcast. It lasted for seven, eight months, something like that. Had some, the typical, like the band broke up scheduling issues Aww. type of stuff. Um, and then Master Mike was just something I could do, uh, by myself. You know, I don't have to rely on anybody well i have to rely on guest schedules but i don't have to rely on anyone's schedule every single week so it's a lot easier to set up i have full control over it i don't not to not to sound like a control freak but i don't have to ask opinions it's what i want and it it feels nice for sure right 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 and the the way we met each other is that michael here interviewed me a, a little bit back and it was the most derailed interview in the history of all interviews because we went way off topic topic one too many times i'm so sorry michael that it should have been uh an uh, an episode on creativity and everything else but it was on everything but creativity but that's how it works I, I I really enjoyed that episode. Actually, I don't know when uh, when this show comes out, but the episode where I interviewed you on comes out uh, Thursday uh, the t- Thursday the thirtieth. So June thirtieth hey. is when your episode will come out. So if you guys want to hear it, uh, Master Mike, look it up. It'll be the latest episode, hopefully. Yeah, and again, the most derailed episode in history. But what came out of it was a very interesting bit from you and we had this conversation after the interview about a little bit about your background and how you sort of were from a very conservative background but you sort of shifted and that's why I have I have you on Michael because I think for a lot of us on I guess if you had to put it like left or center of the left um we sometimes like when we feel that we're up against the conservative viewpoint um and it's it's very hard for us 
I think on both sides to see eye to eye, but then it's rare to also encounter somebody who was on one side, but then slowly shifts to the other. So please tell us a little bit about yourself, your background yeah. and how that shift happened. Yeah, of course. So um, I'm from more of the South, you know, Tennessee is kind mm -hmm. of a the Southern state. So very red, <clears throat> excuse me, very, very red leaning state. And so I don't think I grew up, I grew up around inherently bad people. I'm not really including my family. I'm including like, you know, you go to school and stuff right. like that and all this. And you're just constantly around like a super right mindset, right? Right. And then you go to somebody's house, they're watching, you know, Fox News or, you know, there's one radio station that I can pick up in my car. And so I you know, I remember driving like 10 years ago and like the one radio, one talk show radio I can pick up. There's obviously music everywhere, but I like mm -hmm. to listen to spoken word. Right. So like, you know, I talked about wanting to get into podcasting radio for like, I like that content more than music. So you only have one form of talk show and it was, I can't remember the name of it, but it essentially it had like Sean Hannity on there and like mm. all the Lauren Ingram, like all of them on there. So it was Fox News still. And so, you know, like every bit of media, you get on social media too, and every single person you're friends with is constantly like right. just throwing all the stuff out there. And so, you know, just years of, I don't know, I, I hate to use the word propaganda because I think there's propaganda no matter, you could call anything propaganda no matter what, right. what source you're coming from. But whenever you're just getting, you know, hit in the face with constant 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 one-sided opinions on um it's definitely I mean, biased uh, on yeah. either side you could say it on either sides it's it's biased for sure for sure and I, I will speak on to something a little bit later about like my current like social media algorithms mm -hmm. and everything because it's kind mm -hmm. of the same thing but i'm old enough to recognize it now which is good right. but uh you know so constantly from you know being a young teenager to 2017 i would say yeah 2017 I mean, I'm constantly looking at all this stuff. I mean, I, I told you, and I don't love it, but like, I didn't really switch out of a super conservative mindset until 2017. So like I did vote in the 2016 election and right. Yeah. So I hate that, especially this week. And again, anything, but this is, but... this is not to like bash you or make you feel no, bad about any of this. Um, it is that to make people understand that a lot of people do come from a place where they're surrounded by this constantly yeah. it's really hard to escape from it, it and it really is because i remember like another thing so when it really started when i really started like shifting was i was in college and i moved out of my parents house so i'm in a place where i'm you know getting a higher education i switched my major a lot but for the most part i took a lot of philosophy and communications mm -hmm. classes so those two are in in, in their selves two of the left most left things you can take right but the reason for that is because you're taking philosophy and you take i took a class called bioethics mm -hmm. and i learned about henrietta Lacks for three weeks i don't know if you're familiar with who henrietta Lacks is but uh she has an amazing book and everything and this is actually uh it's not really a political thing honestly but she was really treated just so poorly mm for the name of science, quote unquote. And truth be told, I mean, what what came out of Henrietta Lacks did progress the medical community. So, I mean, yeah, but it's just like, I mean, that's not cool. 
Mm-hmm. And there's no way to spin that to where that's cool. Right. Take communications classes, you're learning about equality. Um, I remember I had a debate class and I argued the wrong side of this topic, but about gender neutral bathrooms. Um, that was a big thing whenever I was in school mm-hmm. or whenever I was in college, whenever those things were coming out. And like, right. I'm still in this mindset where I'm arguing against it. And I look back and I get another class and I'm learning and I'm like, ah, that was wrong. Like I was not, mm. I was on the wrong side of that debate right, right. there. And it just takes like, you just kind of, I just kind of woke up one day. And I mean, honestly, it was when Trump was in office and I don't know exactly what the one thing it was that he right. did one day that I saw probably something he put on Twitter. And I was like, I voted, <laughs> like I voted for this guy. Mm what the hell did I do? Why, why do I think this way? I, I have, I mean, I, I know I've met several people throughout my life who are part of the LG, uh, LGD. I'm so sorry. L of the queer community. Let's make yes, it easy I'm for you. Sorry. I was just stuttering through that. But, um, and like younger me was like, Oh, that's a problem that they're mm-hmm. part of that community. And then like older me, I'm like, no, like you're just a person, you know, who cares about, like, and I don't mean who cares about it. It's like, I don't care what it is. Why should I care? Nothing you're going to do in your life affects me in any right. sort of way. Right. You shouldn't have a harder time in life than I. There's no reason you have a harder time in life than I do. Right. That's really right. what I'm getting at. Sorry, I've, I've also now gone on a tangent. And just I started one place. So I'm completely no, no, something no. else now. But no, it's just, it really just, it comes from a place where you, you quit feeding yourself, you know, Fox News every day. You, mm. you get a, I'm not going to say that, uh people on the right aren't educated that's not what this sentence is going to say it it means at all but like you get more of an education and you learn how to empathize with people you learn hey maybe america isn't isn't or maybe this mindset isn't the right way right right um so what i'm getting from this is that it took you to go to college and was your college in your hometown or did you move like, it actually, so it actually was, it was, okay. it was like a, a town over. And so the big thing I didn't even, and here's like to get more into like my personal life. I didn't even finish school. I ended up getting a job my junior year and long story short, needed the money more than I needed the education at the time. Didn't go back. Then I did go back and I dropped out again. Fun time. My college career was fun. Um, but when I got that job, it gave me the means to move out and live on my own and those were like the two biggest things that did it for me like my later years of college because my first two years of college were just um like the general education so like i had a couple of these classes i talked about sprinkled in but like it wasn't most it was for the most part not and then that third year i mean i took i mean nothing but philosophy and communications classes and um then when I moved out and then even for a couple months after I moved out, it was kind of like still a slow process. And I'll still, even now I will still find myself with some inherent biasy towards right. something that I have to right. catch myself on. Right. You know, like it, it, it's, it's, I don't even have an example to give you because it's so it's been like five years now. So it's, it's not as often, but you know, something will happen and I'm like, what? And then I think I have to think about it. I'm like, hold on. I think the is, point is, is that it's not that you completely remove yourself of the biases we'll all always have biases it's just recognizing the fact that we do have the bias and how like how really purposeful is the bias if you're just if it's there and it makes somebody else's life harder how much is it worth it yeah exactly and yeah i mean it's just it's just one of those things where it's like every 
every day like it's just like i'll or not every day but i'll in any situation that shows up i'm mm. just like how how can i make this you know or not make this it's not even on me at that point it's just like there's a different mindset when you're super on the right where it's right. all about me mm-hmm. it's like how does this affect me whatever blah blah right. blah and now it's like well how is this how can this be best for everybody right kind of a mindset right. you know if yeah sorry <laughs> yeah, no um what i wanted to ask was is that now you're in a completely different place yes um mentally and in terms of the things that um you believe in when you go back home like with your family friends from back home how is it for you don't talk about politics or religion because there's mm. I mean, and i hate that but it's but here's the thing what if they bring it up so, so you're, you're around up, like the dinner yeah. table and All like right, later so- oh roe v wade comes up how do you deal with that so Roe v. Wade is going to be a special one because that one I'm not going to be quiet on. Um, <laughs> but so let me before we go into that one, I'll tell right. you like, so I unfortunately got very good at swallowing things I wanted to say working mm. in sales in a southern state for a long time because right, right. you're friendly with somebody. They're like, ah, oh, he's he's my guy. Right. Like, you know, so you hear you hear a lot of opinions. So it's really like, oh, yeah, Trump did that. That's cool. But like, it's it's a lot of like, Ooh. you know. But here's the thing, Michael. I mean, I'm just talking that's about hard. That, yeah. I know that that is so hard. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, please go ahead. So no, like, it's, if you uh, if you were with family and Roe v. Wade comes up and uh, somebody's celebrating the overturning of it, what do you so, do? I will say my my immediate family, thankfully, will not. Okay. I am confident my immediate family will not. There is probably a little split on the belief mm-hmm. in the decision. Right. But there is known disagreements before it even gets brought up. So, oh, okay. So that one probably won't. But I will say on Roe v. Wade, that one's a special case where there there's some ones that there's a lot of situations like we can... I'm not going to argue with somebody about gun control. I'm never, in, I will never change somebody's mind on gun control. But what, what about, what about but, like the Black Lives Matter movement? Another so black, polarizing issue. I actually have examples of that. We're not so much with my, kind of my family and everything. So I was in DC in 2020. It was for work. I had to be there, but I did see the Black Lives Matter um, uh, Boulevard mm-hmm. in downtown DC. I don't know if you've seen that or. No, I haven't. No. If anybody who's listening is not seeing that and they can see it, amazing experience. Oh, wow. It is, it looks big whenever you look at it online, but no, it is massive. Wow. But anyway, I took like a really cool video of us mm-hmm. walking on it. Like right. it's just a pedestrian walkway and you can just see, I mean, it's so much. And people are like, oh, I can't believe, like, I'd show people the videos and I'm like, I can't believe, like, people, you know, they made that and stuff. And I'm like, why? Like, mm. what does it hurt? You know, why, mm. why is this? A problem. And they're like, oh well, you know, they already have Black History Month or gay people, uh, queer community has Gay Pride Month, and you know, why do we need to celebrate? I'm like, I hate, I hate. There's, there's two things I really hate when people talk about those. Where's the uh, White Pride Month or whatever they call it, or the mm. heterosexual Pride? And it's like, why? Why do you need that? Like, right? It, there's a different. It, it bothers me. And I'm I'm sorry, I've not even answered your question yet. I will come back and answer your question. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yes, we- I am like on a tangent now. Um, no, it bothers me because like just the the um, Black History Month, February, 
Mm. That's the big one that this is the first year I've seen people say anything about uh, the Gay Pride Month. And I think it's more because of Roe v. Wade and some other things that's happened. But for Black History Month, every single year I can mm. remember, I've heard somebody say something just like, where's the White Pride Month? Like, I mean, where's the, uh, the other 11 months of the year? I mean, like, it bothers me because it's just a celebration and a honoring of a community of a group of people in our in our country who has not always had it great and mm. they act like oh well that was in the 1800s and the like no the civil war sure like that 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 helped but like i mean martin luther king jr if he was still alive today would only be in his maybe 80s yeah like maybe 80s and, and like, ruby bridges is still alive Ru- yeah ruby bridge like it's it's not over it's not over the reason the black lives matter movement came out was because of police brutality for the most part because of police brutality in this country it's like it's not over you can look at the you can look at any statistics there it's disproportionate in every way Mm. against the african-american community so whenever you say where's the white history month i mean like go read a history textbook because that's what it is like right i uh i did also take a bunch of history classes when i was in school and um the civil. I took a class about the my part of Tennessee in the Civil War, which my oh, oh I have another tangent about my part of Tennessee. So my part of Tennessee was not for seceding mm. uh, during the Civil War. There is a Middle Tennessee was very for it. That's why I did it because Nashville's there. That's why Tennessee seceded. Eastern side of Tennessee has farms, maybe had some slaves, but it was not a very did not have a lot of slaves. I mean, nobody in this area comes from people who had anything to do with the slate because it just wasn't there wasn't enough and this is going to sound bad but it's just true there wasn't enough money and there wasn't enough farmland for right. it and i don't mean that in a you know in a, the wrong way but that's just you know how history works it's it's how it's the driver of a lot of things exactly um but we'll have, i'll see confederate flags every day and i'm yeah. like that's not your heritage man there's mm. a there's a book i read about um it's the 13th tennessee cavalry something like that who really swayed parts of the civil war for the north because they were viewed to be part of the confederacy but they were not and so whenever people have like these confederate flags there's a on a major interstate and it's actually over virginia but on major interstate there's a huge confederate flag Mm. that i see flying no it's actually still in tennessee it's not even in virginia yet but there's a huge confederate flag and i see it every i used to see it every day because i used to work out there and i was like i hate ah you wonder why there's a black history month Mm. And you guys are constantly flying symbols of hate everywhere. Right, right. And I, yeah. So, I mean, call me crazy for being able to empathize, but, that's you know. The, that's the point, Michael. Like, um, you existing where you are in Tennessee with your family who are holding these very opposing views to what you have now. Like, do you have hope that you could possibly convince them otherwise like if like and I, i'm i'm in texas like the southern oh, southern southern yeah. southern southern state you yes. know you like they'd be oh, uh, like flying confederate flags i'm pretty sure they are but i'm i live in a major city so they don't do that but i'm pretty yeah. sure if i went like anywhere in a smaller place confederate flags everywhere and i'm I, it, and this is true when we were looking for a house um we went into one of those viewing you know real estate viewings like a huge constitution plastered onto the wall, Confederate flag, the Good whole God. shebang inside of that house. So, yeah, that's not uncommon over here. 
And do you expect that you'd be able to convince like anybody that this is not the right mindset to be with? I, I will say my immediate family, like I said, they are they are not the worst of the like they are they're actually pretty forward thinking. A lot of them are pretty forward thinking for this area. There are some archaic views, but a lot pretty forward thinking. But as a general population of just mm-hmm. other people and some further out family, it's we're in a spot where it's kind of like, and I feel like this could be for like our whole country. This, we're in a spot where it's so, it's just so polarized. It feels like. Mm-hmm. where like okay Roe v Wade came out and I do want to have a conversation about my I do want to talk about that at some point today but like Roe v Wade and I'm just just looking at social media and I do a pretty good job of uh of echo chambering myself when it comes to social media because I don't use it as much and what I mean by right. that is I don't I don't want to see these so I don't want to see some opinions that are just stupid and that mm. And I, I hate, and I, you know, everyone has their own opinion. They're entitled to it. But there's some things that your opinion can be stupid on. And there's, there's, there's opinions about Roe v. Wade that really bother me. And those people, and it's not just that, you know, gun control, whatever. These are the people who believe that the 2020 election was stolen. These are the people who hmm. believe that, who believe that Trump's still president. Who believe that Trump's the greatest thing that's ever happened to our country, and all this stuff. And they only, they've been, they've been taught by whatever their news sources and i'm not going to place all the blame on fox news right because there's so many others now i mean there's newsmax so many others and so many podcasts out there that are the same along the same line dan something is his name and he his voice uh, his voice bothers me and then his content really bothers me but Mm. sorry (laughs) but uh it's just it's so that's so ingrained in them at this point and then it's so ingrained in them that, that you know anyone who doesn't agree with them is a pedophile is a liar is a thief mm. is is a criminal right and then on the flip side of that on anyone on the left we're not calling people pedophiles criminals whatever well criminals to an extent but you know we're not doing the same thing right but it's still so we're so ingrained in our views you know there's right. i i'm i'm afraid for both sides and now obviously i i feel i feel strongly on the left about a lot of the policies and a lot of the things. Um, but I feel like I'm a very optimistic person, but it's hard for me to be optimistic that people will come to an agreement on right. actual, on actually moving the country forward. That's not, I hate, I mean, you, you know, people have to compromise with certain things, which sucks. Right. And I don't feel like there's any comp- compromising in, in politics anymore. Like the, the, the right wing in our country well, I mean, their whole thing is it has to be, quote unquote, a part of the Christian religion to yeah. do anything. Right. Uh, and I put big quotes on mm-hmm. a part of Christian religion. Right. And then if the left disagrees in even the slightest possible way of something like, hey, maybe we should help minorities type of right. thing. Then the right's like, no, I mean, you guys are just, you know, criminals, liars, all this stuff. And like, it's just, there's so, it's so polarized. And I, I don't feel like a lot of people can, can actually come into the middle and meet somewhere. If I had to ask you. Yeah. Um, like, since you've seen how it is to be right wing conservative, what is the factor in their thinking and mindset that raises the alarms that, that, uh, 
that they feel so threatened by. If you had to say Roe v. Wade or even gun control, yeah, because you know I've heard a lot of. Um, I wasn't raised here. Um, we didn't have a huge gun culture where, uh, in Pakistan when I was not, especially not like it is over here. Um, so, what is it that raises the alarm in the far right conservative mindset, especially when it comes to Roe v. Wade or gun control? I mean, there's ten thousand topics, but like these start two with- have always been. Yeah, I'll start with gun control because Roe v. Wade. I'm, I'm gonna. It's probably gonna take a while because I have so many feelings. <laughs> um, so on gun control, it's, it's. I think people. So it's a, it's part of the Second Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. And people are just like, yeah, I'm entitled to guns, and I don't. I've shot guns in my life. I live in yeah. Tennessee. I, I own guns. I, right. I agree. Like guns are, they're fun to shoot in a controlled, safe setting. Right. And that. But just, do you that's, need an AR-15? Yeah. Okay, so this is going to get into a different pop. Okay, so AR-15 standard AR-15s. No, no, no. no, I will say it's not even. It's not even about the AR-15. Like I know people that have like small kids and ten guns. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, how necessary are the ten guns? I will go into a slightly more controversial opinion that most people are willing to go to. (laughs) So. An AR-15, not all of them, some of them, and like your standard uh, hunting rifle, they take mm-hmm. the same ammunition. Right. AR-15 holds more ammo, mm-hmm. but it's the same weapon. It really right. is. There's a problem with AR-15s, and whenever people say they use them as hunting, like you legitimately can use them as hunting weapons because they are the same weapon as a as a standard hunting weapon. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue with uh, now this is just this is more control on what goes on the weapon. They do need to control some of the ammo capacities. Uh, I think it's called bump stocks that pretty much make semi-automatics automatic. Like that's ridiculous. That was what mm-hmm. happened in Vegas. You don't need that. There needs to be uh, uh, actually, as far as like why the right, before I go into what I believe, as far as like why the right is so scared of it, they're, you know, they always reference the, the revolutionary war. Right. Which happened. I don't know, 250 years ago. Right. Um, when they had muskets and, you know, they had single shot muskets. and Yeah, it took me like 10 minutes to load the gun again. Yeah. And they also seem to ignore, and I think it's the, I think it's the Fourth Amendment. I, it's been a while since I've studied any part of the Constitution. I think it's the Fourth Amendment about the well-regulated militia. Mm-hmm. Um, so they see, they read the Second Amendment, you have the right to bear arms, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, we have the right to bear arms. Let's just get all of these guns and all this. Right, right. And I do I do solemnly believe that 99% of gun owners are responsible with them. I, mm-hmm. I do solemnly believe that. Mm-hmm. I do, however, think there needs to be much stricter situations in which you can get them. I, when For I was real, 18. Michael, I mean, the Uvalde shooting of mm-hmm. Rob Elementary, like, yeah, this child For, could not like he legally buy alcohol, but he went out and bought a very dangerous weapon. For for I will say this and so from there needs to be stricter regulations because on my 18th birthday Mm-hmm. My father and I, we went and bought a handgun, which I couldn't legally buy. He had to buy it for me because you have to be 21 for handguns in Tennessee. And I think everywhere. I'm not sure on that. But like they knew that was for me. You know, we did it together. I kicked it out. Like it was my handgun. Yeah. And like looking back, I was like, I was super stoked with the gun range. Had a great day with my dad after that. But like looking back, it's like 
why did they let that happen? Right. You know? And then um, I, I've grown around, I've grown up around guns my entire life, but the access to them is insane. Right. The, the amount of people that you, I've met people that I'm like, eh, maybe you shouldn't have a gun type of thing. But right. like the amount of people in this country who shouldn't have a gun, the amount of guns that are just out in the, I mean, I, I don't know what the statistic is, but there's like more guns to, than people in our country. Which, that's savvy. Here's the Insanity. thing. I don't. I don't have the issue with gun ownership per yeah. se. I don't think really but anybody does. Anybody does. Nobody does. Yeah. But it's like a car. I'm not getting a license unless I can pass that test. Exactly. It's, it's like the yeah, same it, thing. It should be. You know, there should be attachments that are regulated. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest issue. It's not necessarily right. the gun itself. It's a lot of times it's the attachments that are on the gun right. that make it. The the Texas not the Texas I'm so sorry uh, the Vegas shooter from five years ago mm-hmm. their gun was like just a standard whatever but it had right. like a high capacity magazine mm-hmm. with bump stock that was able to I mean just do insane damage and then um, Pulse nightclub that was that was six seven years ago that one's been a yeah. while uh, that one was long enough long enough ago to where I was on a different side of the gun debate mm-hmm. um, but. Like the, it's just it's it's the guns are the pro are part of the problem, but it's the accessories that go with them as well. The, and and it, it's the accessibility to it. Yeah, and I mean I can't tell you how many different places I can I could walk to the gun Texas. shop if I, I wanted to. I live in to. Texas. Yeah, you live in we Texas. We have a gun have show every every weekend. Also, gun shows need to. Be, uh, I will say the most uncomfortable and place I hated being the most in my life was a gun show mm-hmm. because there was people selling uh, stuff with swastikas on it, and I was like, Weesh. this is not okay. Right. And I like I, nobody was about it. I will say, like everybody was like avoiding the swastika table, but like, yeah, um, I remember seeing me and my dad saw that, and we like were like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is this happening? What is? But anyway, uh, gun shows. There's not a lot of regulations on selling weapons at gun shows either, which that needs to be. I think Obama tried to address that, and then Mitch McConnell, you know, um, but it might not have been Mitch McConnell, but it probably was so uh any no, one it, of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i said it probably it may not have been but you know it could have been so yeah. um but yeah like the accessibility and like you said people having 10 guns like yeah i mean people have hundreds of guns and i'm mm-hmm. like first how do you afford that second why right uh but really it it's hard to pin down what would really what would really fix it because and i know and i haven't seen it yet but there was I a stabbing in china question, and this yes. is the question that pops into my mind every single time yeah you have the right to bear arms mm-hmm. against like a government that could turn on you so, supposedly i think that's what the um the reason why uh yeah. people citizens the- have the right to bear arms again but that was a time when the government had muskets and you had muskets yeah okay Right now, even if you had a freaking bazooka, oh, yeah, there's we no way you government. could win against the government. Yeah, <laughs> they no, came in with the firearms. There's no way, and like it's, it's funny, and also like whenever that was all going on, there was like a legitimate shot of like, hey, we might go into another revolutionary war in like a year or so. <laughs> like, go and have your gun with you. No, and the other thing is, I kind of touched on it is like the well-regulated militia thing. That was the whole point of it. It wasn't right. just. And I think it, it's so ingrained in American culture, we're never going to not have guns in our culture. Um, and that, again, that's not the problem. The yeah, problem it's really is the not. reasoning for it. 
it's just the amount of guns, the ease of right. access. Like I shouldn't have been able to get a handgun at 18. Again, I didn't buy it. So, you know, loopholed it, but, but I could have bought a shotgun and I could have bought an AR-15. I could have bought anything at 18. Right. right. Um, and the handgun, just everything at a minimum, you need to, you have to be 21 to buy right. at a minimum. And that I could argue a little older, but I'll settle with 21 for a while. Limit the attachments, do an actual background check. I mean, mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, you got fired from losing it on some the customer at your job? Yeah, probably right. don't buy a gun. Like right. you know, like do actual background checks, not your not your standard run of the mill. Has this person ever been a like no, like actual yeah. background checks, learn about the person. And you know, you can't really I don't know how they would limit I'm not a political science person, so I don't know how you limit certain things, you know. But there's people much smarter than than us theoretically running the country mm. you know do your job like right i mean we're the we're the only country in the world that has a i mean we i don't even know we've had like 30 mass shootings school shootings not even mass shootings school shootings this year mm-hmm. have we even had 30 weeks this year like I, yeah I, I mean what the hell is that but no um i was uh what was i saying a moment ago on what was I saying? Gun access. Oh, and- gun access. No, I know what I was saying. The uh, the the stabbing in I think China. Uh, yeah, a yeah. couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. I I thankfully haven't, but I, I I I've gotten to the point where I can see stuff happen in the world, and I'm like, I can't wait to see how they spend that to be in favor of guns, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I hope everyone. I was I was upset when I saw that in China, and I hope everyone you know is doing as well as they can and everything's getting taken care of and all that but i just know that you know you always see ted cruz and craig abbott can go on somewhere because right after the uvalde shooting they're like oh they're making it political no nobody's making it political but you right yeah and the answer is not to arm teachers oh god no yeah this was a thing and i was like yeah you're not paying them you're cutting funding and then they also have to carry a weapon for this BS, no. Armed guards or have an SRO. Oh my! No. Like no, no. I hadn't. We had an SRO in high school that lost a fight to one of the kids in my school. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, it doesn't. It's not gonna fix it. Uh, but they're they 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 were like, well, don't politicize it. Well, I mean, like, how are you gonna? You politicize the whole thing, right. and then. You know the te- the not Texas the 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 stabbing came out and I just know they're gonna be like well yeah I mean even with guns like you don't have to have a gun to kill kids and it's like that's not the point yeah <laughs> like <laughs> we're we gonna outlaw outlaw knives no shut up like you know what the point of this whole thing is like, right um, and then I think it was Ted Cruz who's like make only one entrance and one exit yeah oh I went to school with 1,500 people, and you uh, yeah. get us all into one door. All right, yeah. that sounds like a good idea. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know, people. But it's a, it's a hard fight, Michael. That's the yeah. thing, and I hate to call it, to even call it a fight. But at this point, as you had said, we're in a situation where everything has become so polarized. Yeah, because it's ultimately that somebody's right is being taken away if it's on the right they're saying if you restrict gun access our right to bear arms is being taken away and then b roe v wade every woman in this country 
has rights that is that are being taken away. Yeah. For a specificity that is, I mean, again, I have not studied uh, Christian text or Christian doctrine. I don't know where abortion lies and how Christian it is. But if you like went into any other faith, like if you looked into Judaism, even Islam, we have permissibility for it. But I don't know where the Christian stance on this is. I... I don't know definitively, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna act like I do. To mm-hmm. be honest, I will say, like my at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because right. it 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 just doesn't because we live in a country of 350 million people. Right. There's a lot of a lot more religions than Christianity, and then the mm. argument's always, well, the country was founded on Christianity. The country was founded on religious freedom, is what the mm. country was founded on. Right. You know, so shut up with that. But. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, it it's crazy to me, though, because I'll see everyone praise Jesus. The Roe v. Wade was overturned, and like all the babies are saying. And then I see, I saw one, and it was like, imagine being upset that babies aren't going to be born. And it's like, how how little? I'm going to get kind of mean because I don't care on this one. I will be mean about this one. How little critical thinking capability do you have to think that's what this is about? Because, like, nobody wants to kill baby. Like, that's not mm. what it's about. That's not what it's like, about. I'm going to, before we go into it, too, the, I remember a couple years ago, because this is another thing I argued the wrong side of. Uh, you remember, like, the late-term abortion that made, like, crazy news out of New yeah. York a couple years ago? Yeah. So, ignorant, lack of critical thinking Michael debated about that. Uh, debated against it, because I was, of course, you know, everything, every bad thought I was there. But um, whenever you look into the late-term abortion thing out of New York, it's like it's for stillborn children, and exactly like that's what it's for. Like it's not, or like something crazy. What? But it's not for an eighth-month-old, eighth-month pregnant woman. It's not for entertainment purposes. Yeah, let me put it that way. It's not birth control. Nobody's eight months in. Eight months in. It's like yeah. Well, you know what? I changed. No, that's not what it's for. It's for a stillborn or something that. A, a process that might kill the woman exactly. you know so these people with roe v wade who are like i mean it's the same people on it's mm-hmm. the same people who are like oh you just don't want to see babies it's like it's not about that it's no. like okay so you know my wife you know obviously i'm not it, it it doesn't affect my body but it affects my wife right if my wife gets pregnant and it's uh i cannot think of the name of it where it's it, it, where it's in ectopic the pregnancy thank you no like I, sorry, I choose my wife over the unborn child. We can try again. Like, it's, it's, it's not, not that. And then they're, they're like, these are the same people who don't adopt. These are the same people who don't want gay people to have the rights to adopt. These are the same people. That's the thing. We have such terrible child care and uh, maternal support after the babies are born we have like we have we have like what how much maybe a month maternity leave that's not even guaranteed i don't that's not even guaranteed that it would be paid yeah so you also have to work at your company for a year i think yeah something stupid like that and yeah that's the thing the baby's here hooray their baby's here but who's taking care of it who's taking care of the mom yeah. Like, do you have like viable insurance to like help mom if she has postpartum depression or any number of complications that can That's happen? another thing we don't have in this country, nope. which is stupid, is universal health care. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we are 
we are a first world country, but like, are we? Are we? <laughs> are we? Because <laughs> like, we don't have universal health care, but yet we pay more for insurance than you pay in taxes. Yeah. You just pay in the tax. If I have to pay 10% more on my taxes, but I don't have to pay a third of my paycheck to, you know, like, yeah. care, like, give it to yeah. me. But, you know, we don't have universal health care. We, we have, I mean, a lot of states. I don't think in the state of Tennessee, if you're an openly gay couple, I don't think you can adopt a child. I might be wrong about that, but I, I know for a lot of states that that's not something you can do because a lot of the adoption agencies are Christian-based. Right. Which is you know, cool. In, in Texas, but, there was a time, and I don't know if this, this still applies, but this was in, back in 2012 almost, and we had just moved to, uh, to uh, Houston, Texas. And the hospital that my husband worked for was a Christian-based hospital, um, but very well-known. I'm not going to name names. We were signing insurance papers, and on it was written that you would not be provide health insurance if you had a same-sex partner. So I don't know if that's changed, but that is still that was still a thing in Texas at that time. Yeah, and you said that was 2012? 2012. It's not that yeah, far off. But yeah, yeah, that's 10 years ago. Like that's that's not when you're talking about like policies and beliefs in a country, that's not a long time ago. Right. When you're talking about yeah, when you're talking about technology, sure, a long time ago. When you're right. talking about things that actually affect people, right. like 10 years ago. I mean, go back to the civil rights movement, that was only 50 years, 50, 60 years ago. Right. That's like yesterday when it right. comes to it. Right. Uh but no, it's like we don't do anything. It's like it feels like people are like, yeah, you have to have the baby because that's the easy right thing to do. Mm. Like and big quotes for only audio listeners on that. Like that's the easy thing to say you have to do. But like, what are you doing after the fact? I saw this. Um, somebody posted this thing. Now, this was something I saw on the Internet and I did nothing to verify it. So I don't know like how accurate it is with like some of the statistics. But it was like right. statistics of like why people get uh, abortions. And it was like mm-hmm. less than half a percent were like victims of rape. fetal health problems like all this stuff but it's like just a a list breaking down like all the reasons people get abortions but 100 percent of those reasons is none of your fucking business like sorry for that but like it no it doesn't people don't it's not about killing babies which i don't even i mean we can get into the argument about when it's a child and when it's not but like it's about having access to safe health care and it's not even just safe healthcare, Michael. The way I see it, it's about if you really want a woman to have that baby which you love so much, then give her equal pay. Give yeah. her equal healthcare. Give give her equal maternal support. Yeah. And I mean, I love this this thing that, you know, popped up on the internet um two few days ago. You want her to have a baby, then make child support mandatory at conception i saw that do that yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. like if you if you are so pro-life then yeah at conception i mean uh uh, immediate child support uh insurance all that imprisonment for failure to do for failure to give child support exactly do that do that i mean you want you want give them universal health care Mm-hmm. Give them, I don't know what like most countries, I think it's like a year in most countries for a like year, maternity a year, leave. Yeah. Like maternity and fathers leave. even get paternity leave. I yeah. don't think they get as long, but like my wife has a, if, if my wife and I have a child right now, well, sucks for me. You, like, get, you get, you get a week, Michael. That's what I get you get. To, I get to use my vacation time is what I get to do, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so it's not about like, it's not about 
letting women or it's not about letting the babies live whatever mm. it's about controlling women is what it, what it boils exactly. down to and it's funny like a year and a half ago my wife and i started watching the handmaid's tale mm. and i mean like i i just i blowed away mm. i just blowed away at what happened like how they set up the Handmaid's Tales world and what's happening in our world. I remember like on January 6th last year for the Capitol uh, riot, whatever, insurrection, the terrorist attack, if you will. I don't care because mm-hmm. that's what I feel like it was. I remember thinking, I was like, if we would have, if like that would have gone through, like that's some Handmaid's Tales shit right there. Like right there. And sure, I'm a man, so I'll have it a little bit better in this world, but I'm also not a piece of shit and I can empathize with my other human beings and mm. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think it's crazy. I think, I think the biggest issue in our country, which is the reason for most of the issues that we, not most of the issues, but a lot of the issues that we face is there is no real ch- separation of church and state. Right. And it's, it's very troublesome because you'll get, um, there's a, there's a, his name's Greg Locke. Have you ever heard that? It's Pastor Greg Locke. No. He's a guy in Tennessee. He's not my part of Tennessee, but I mean, he's very, he's very vocal on super right wing political issues. And right. I mean, he has a, he has a church of soldiers is what he has. Like, it's oh, wow. just, uh, I mean, not like literal sur- soldiers, but you know, like super, like, yeah. Theoretical religious soldiers, I would imagine. Yeah. And it's like all these people are being told by, you know, it's important to have, you know, it's it, it, for a lot of people, it's important for everyone to have community and a lot of people, they find right, that in their right. religion. And so, you know, your, your religious leader, mm-hmm. right? Your pastor is telling you to hate over half the country, really, because right. of how electoral college works, but that's a whole other podcast right mm-hmm. there. Over half the country, because they believe in just slightly different things than you. Like, they might not be your same religion, but they believe slightly different things than you. That creates so many issues when it comes to to everything. Because right. every week, at a minimum, every Sunday, and a lot of these people who, a lot of these people probably go multiple times a week, which, you know, that's mm-hmm. on there. Like, if it's your religion, you go multiple times, that's fine. Right. So, you know, let's just say conservatively two times a week they're going. Right. Two times a week, you're being told that your neighbor wants to kill your babies, right? Wow. You're being told that um, you're being told that the president and everyone who supports the president is a pedophile and supporting pedophilia and stuff mm. like that. You're being told that um, they want to take your guns so they can control you. Right. And like, you know, there is definitely responsibility on the individuals, but it's not only on the individuals. Right. Like it's right. I can as say you, that as, it's as you were, Michael. Yeah. That you were in a solid bubble legitimately which you didn't know better until you could effectively like support yourself and move out of that bubble yeah a lot of people can't or don't want to for various reasons and it's a comfort zone really like if you're if you're comfortable here in that joe biden is the worst thing that's ever happened in the country right like yeah sure like that's i i i get it i I can empathize and I understand the struggles of, of, of changing your, your thought process, your mindset mm-hmm. on that. But at the end of the day, we need, I don't know. And I, again, I don't know what we need because mm-hmm. you have people like uh, from your state, Ted Cruz and Eesh. Greg Abbott, you Eesh. know, um, yeah. who ride what this. What we need is more people voting. 
And yes. I, I, I stated this specifically two days ago. You're upset about Roe v. Wade being overturned. Why didn't you vote? Yeah. You had the chance to vote. You should have voted every single election. It's not about just about the presidential elections. Every single election. I've never voted. I've only ever voted in presidential elections. And uh, I don't know what day this year it is. I think it's November, but we got an election day coming up. Yeah. And Marsha Blackburn is getting voted against. So that's our, uh, that's one of ours. And, but it's like these people don't run on, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to drag a, a religion through the mud so i hope people don't especially yeah i hope people don't think that that's what i'm trying to do and here's the thing michael and i will give this to like to anybody who's christian okay and because again as muslims we have the same problem is that it's not about the faith itself yeah i believe that the people practicing it are trash it doesn't matter whether it's muslims or christians or any number of it's the people that are the problem as exactly. opposed to the faith. And there's there's definitely there's good there's I've met great people. Right. No, no, no apart, doubt about that. Um I have a I'll tell you if we have time in a minute a fun story I had with uh, something that happened at this uh this event that we had. But um it's not the problem is is these these people who use and big quotes on Christianity as mm-hmm. their running platform. And they, right. they do it in the most radical way. Like right. you're going to hell if you don't believe this, you're in whatever. Right. And it scares people into right. compliance. Right. And then, right. I mean, fear is a, fear is a hell of an emotion. If you oh, yeah, get fear yeah. in a society, I mean, fear you, you as a way of dampening critical thinking, that's the point. Exactly. So you get these people scared and then now you're you're getting voted into Congress making two hundred and fifty thousand mm. dollars a year and insider trading for the rest of your life. Exactly. So it, it it's a really it's effective. And it, it comes to like we need the separation of church and state. Just because your religion says you can't do something doesn't mean my religion says I can't. Exactly. You know, there's there's obvious there's obvious lines in the like hard lines in the sand of things you can't like murder like nobody's like oh yeah let's get let's outlaw murder like no like that's illegal and you know there's there's obvious things that are illegal everywhere and if your religion says it's not illegal well all right you the majority says it is so sorry like, again there thing, would be like, no religion that would be saying that murder, murder. is a legal yeah, no. thing like, no, it's like the non-zero there are none but it's like you don't need a religion to have moral values and that's the other thing that these these people who scare the masses say because mm. anyone who's like anyone a part of like anyone who's like an atheist or agnostic mm. and stuff they they're hate like that's, that's it's, not it's not something it's not it's not that they become devoid of a moral compass just exactly. because they're atheists or agnostic but it's like that's like the one that you can't say because it's like <laughs> Like if somebody finds that out, they're like, "Oh, okay, so like you want to kill people? Like what? Is, like it, it's so it's insanity." Right. right and right. Um, the automatic assumption is is that an atheist is evil, but that's not how that works. <laughs> exactly. And um, people have like this preconceived notion of like their religion is the only way to go. I'm sorry. But the go problem ahead. is that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people hinge morality on just faith. Yeah. That that but. Uh, the thing is, I'm I'm very believing, very practicing. Like, I do have a, a huge like connection with faith and God. Um, but again, that's separate from like a moral standpoint. Exactly. I think human beings universally doesn't matter. 
religious, non-religious, have a sense of morality. Yeah. Your faith is not based on a sense of morality. It's based I, on something completely separate. Exactly. I think I do. I will be crazy and say I think people are inherently good. Yeah. Um, there is a there's a very fun debate that I've gotten into in the past. With people are inherently good or inherently evil, which is it's a very fun thing. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that we are inherently good as a as a species. I just think I think most living things are inherently good inherently as a, good as things because the thing about being inherently good. If you're inherently good, you help your neighbor. If you help right. your neighbor, you help society. If you help society, you help the world. Right. So, I mean, like, look at look at the world. Look at all the things that human beings have built. Right. We're obviously inherently good because we started by helping our neighbor, and right. that just trickled into what we have today. If it, people are inherent, yeah, uh, it trickled into the progress that we have right now. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it just—it's so crazy that. And I get it. You know, you're taught your whole life and I was taught my whole life too. Like, I mean, right. you're, you're only good because you're, you're the 10 commandments. You're only good. Right, Cause right. you know, like, and I grew up more Catholic than anything. So there's more stuff with it, but you know, you're inherently good because of your religion. And that's just not the case. Um, I will say one awesome thing I did see a couple of weeks ago, there was like this little festival in our hometown. So a little bit backstory. When I went to school, there was always there's like a free speech space where like you mm. can go and you can say whatever you want. It doesn't right. matter what you say. It, it's chaotic. And the only people who do that are like people who have like those you're going to hell signs. And <laughs> they would like yell at people. They they see a girl in shorts. They call her whore. Like just that's what they Holy do. Sh- yeah. It was awful, but you can't do anything. And they right, do it right. and they hold a camera the whole time because they right. want you to like push them or something. So, I can sue you. Right. so we're at this festival and... It, like there's just these two guys with these signs and you're going to hell and like repent and all this stuff mm. and like screaming at people this this stuff have their cameras out i've never seen so many people just yelling right back at them oh, and wow. i loved it because there was like uh so this was at the very beginning of june so right. thankfully at this festival there was like a, a pride uh booth and oh, so they were wow. selling like pride flags and stuff they weren't thankfully they weren't right next to him because that would have been very troublesome for right. a lot of reasons but so a lot of people went and bought these flags um and were like covering up the people with these flags oh which i loved that but right. as a not i'm not a very religious person at all but i do i do like whenever i see people practice what their religion's actually about which is right. love and equality right. Right. and there's these two people at that so there was all these people who like covering up with their flags and just kind of being funny and that was awesome but there was these two people who did not go to the they went to the festival to go to the festival but they saw what was happening and they got these like little cardboard boxes and wrote jesus is love or something along those lines mm-hmm. something like and they were just holding them up mm-hmm. telling people these are not like these guys are not right like this is not right. who it is and like that those two people and is this guy and his girl the girl she wasn't there as long the guy i kind of talked to him a little bit and it's like why is it like you were it seems like you're actually practicing what you mm. preach right right and i don't know like that gave me that gave me a lot of hope for because mm. he was like i mean he's a little older than me i mean he was he was 35 at the oldest like he wasn't an older guy but that gives right. me like that gives me a lot of hope for like i guess my generation i guess he's yeah we'd be part of the same generation because it feels like in my generation the generation right before me because it feels like we're the ones 
who hopefully if we can if we can actually get out there and vote we can actually start changing things because right, right now the largest voting demographic is the retired Pretty old yeah. yeah so all these people are voting to screw the world up right but they're not even living like right. it it's just right. it, it's crazy it's <laughs> We do need to vote. I, I think another thing, which you've probably seen, everyone's probably seen, Supreme Court needs term limits. Like, yes, it's ridiculous that Supreme you Court know, and um, like most of the Senate, like, please, yes, like everything needs term limits. Term limits. Everything. Every I, I do feel like everything needs term limits because you shouldn't have. I don't know. I mean, I think Bernie Sanders is a pretty cool dude, but he's also eighty. So, yeah. like. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi is in her age. Like we don't need, and I'm not. We need, I'm not. Be- we need younger people with exactly. perspectives that are current, or yeah. as close to current as possible. Yeah, and like, there's a reason we elect people. And right. if the only two people, like Kentucky is a neighbor of, our, of mine. Like, if Mitch McConnell's the only guy you can vote for in Kentucky, yeah, well, you got to vote for Mitch McConnell. And like, that's a problem. Right. You can't. We need. We need younger people. We need. Or not even term limits would do it naturally, honestly. If you right. just did term limits and you got right. your, you don't have your 20 year incumbents. And they can't come again. back again. You can't be running again. Okay. That's yeah. the thing. Like local government, sure. You probably don't need term limits for that right. because that's smaller scale, smaller easier scale. to overturn. But like whenever, whenever a guy out of your state can affect me in my state or right. vice versa, whenever somebody, like Marsha Blackburn, she's one of our senators, she's the worst one. Uh, but whenever she can affect, your guy like your life we just don't need these people who've been doing it for their whole lives who are just out exactly. of touch who've been bought off a lobbying is times. another problem but again this this would this podcast would go on and on if we yeah. went down that route it's like it's it's funny i love it. like there's so many problems that i i can recognize people are like what do we do and i'm like i don't i don't know i didn't study this stuff like that's why we need people who can deal with this but there's right. obvious problems in in lobbying too because that, yeah, again, I don't want we we can't dive down the lobbying Eesh. rabbit hole. So much but. lobbying, so little time, Michael. Yeah, but you know, uh, again, this could go on and on as as you have experienced w- with interviewing me. But thank you so much. You know, of I course. really wanted this perspective because, again, I where I sit, it's mostly like center or left of center. Yeah, uh, it's very rare to have a perspective from somebody who's been in that part of the right and then slowly shifting because again it's a a broadening of worldviews and seeing other people and their perspectives and i'm so glad that we could have yours michael um so please tell everybody where they can find you where they can find your podcast so i host a podcast called the master mike podcast it uh it's an it's an interview style podcast where i interview content creators and really anyone who just wants to talk to me for an hour uh (laughs) about what they do and what they create um shella she'll be on this week i'm not sure when this episode comes out exactly but she'll be on the episode that comes out on june 30th that was a really good interview where honestly it was like this is the 2.0 version of that conversation like (laughs) so that was like the original one of this but uh I, I do interview all sorts of different people from actually all sorts of different political opinions. And I will say you'll, you'll, if you listen to a couple episodes, you'll hear, you'll hear some political opinions that seep through from people, but uh, it's great. You know, it gives me different perspectives. I've had, um, I've had somebody on from the UK, which was a lot of fun. Actually the episode that comes out mm-hmm. right before your episode. 
uh, a lot of different comedy podcasts, growth podcasts, writing prompt podcasts, right. all sorts of stuff. But it's the Master Mike podcast. You can uh, you can follow me on Twitter at sure. it's the uh, Master. And they'll Mike see Pod. it on the screen as well. So they'll oh, be able perfect. To like yes, it is at Master Mike Pod. Um, but yeah, give it a listen. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I have like nine, eight or nine episodes out already. Right. Uh, do weekly releases. It's a lot of fun. I think you guys will like it a lot. Right. And before I let you go, Michael, if somebody who's listening or watching this interview, they're on the fence, okay? They've had one perspective. What is the one thing you'd like them to know um, about the mind shift, really, yeah. and why it's important? Well, I will say, I would say for most of the people on the right, it's uh, for most of the people on like the you know, right side of the perspective, the the mindset is it only if it doesn't affect me, it doesn't matter. Mm. So there's eight billion people, I think now. I think we just hit the eight billion mark in the world. Eight billion, yeah. Like- yeah, there's eight billion other people. If you're from the U.S., there's 350, 400 million other people. It's not about just you. You know, if I have to, if I have to sacrifice, I don't know, like if I, if I have to sacrifice, that's not even the right word. If in the month of June, I have to see, you know, some rainbow flags flying around so that members of the queer community have equal rights. Like, Mm. why is that a problem? You know, like what am I doing? You know, it's not just about you. There, there's so many other people in the world. There's so many other people who who have gone through different things who are affected by different things who believe different things than you and all you have to do is just let them right and support them and not judge them and not make their life harder than your, yours is and whenever you realize that it's not just about you and what i've what i found a lot of people are against gay people for example mm. until they have a gay kid mm. dick cheney dick right. cheney okay not a lot of good things in this world you can say good about dick cheney but Dick Cheney, back in uh, back when he was the vice president, was the only Republican mm. who was in favor of gay rights because he has a gay daughter. Mm. And it, it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to directly affect you to support it. Is right. really like the ending is my ending argument. And I think you know, that's that's a great ending argument, Michael. So for everybody who's listening in, again, the point of all of this is it's not just about you. So if it doesn't directly affect you literally pride month affects like for for those who are not gay who are not part of the queer community like as you said seeing a couple of rainbow flags and movie references literally not the end of the world yeah but it if it helps another person live their life the best way possible then you let them be I saw something real quick. I did see something the other day that's yeah. kind of like re- relevant to it. Inclusion matters. Exactly. You know, I saw something. Um, it was this little kid in a wheelchair looking at a painting of like a superhero in a wheelchair. Mm. And like, that's that's not the same as everything else. But if but that, that's that's the, the, the very root of the argument. Exactly. Inclusion is important. If your whole life, you know, you only see people who look like you and stuff. Think of the people who aren't seeing those people, the people that look like them or, or exactly. believe the same things as them. It, it, it's not, it's important for a community and it's important to feel included. Exactly. So huh. my beliefs should not be affecting the rights of somebody else. Exactly. Basically. So with that, y'all take care of yourselves and thank you for listening in and watching us on YouTube and may peace be on you all. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to I'm a Muslim and That's Okay. And if you wish to follow my social media for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All the links to those are in the show notes. And if you are on Apple or on Spotify or on Podchaser, please do give my podcast a five-star rating. It really does help get me, you know, in the public eye. And if you wish to donate to support the podcast, you can do so through the PayPal link in my show notes as well. Take care.